This week on the Convincing Idiots Podcast, episode number 149, we talk about some great stuff like the Barbie movie, the Screen Actors Guild strike. Oh, you can't forget the question of the week. We talk about the Dark Knight. Um, does it still hold up? It's been 15 years. What do we think? Main segment tonight, movie soundtrack. Some great ones out there like Forrest Gump. Oh, that's a good one. Man, I can't wait. I'm excited about Saturday Night Fever. Come on, Barry Gibb. What? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Dane. Who's not excited for Saturday Night? And who's not excited for the rest of this episode of Convincing Idiots? So, without further ado, let's start the show. Hi, this is Aaron from Blake Insurance. You're listening to Convincing Idiots Podcast. I'm convinced. Call it again. Convincing Idiots. Convincing Idiots. Call it ham gravy. <laughs> I informed them that I sided with the stat man, not just anyone's opinion, the stat man Brian Fisher. His kids today. Jingle uh... All the Way is in fact the best Christmas movie of all time. I need to get grandma a present <laughs> and my herpes is flaring up. <laughs> I got it. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I'm the millennial Santa. Three friends representing three different generations. That's our whole shtick. That's our thing. Mm-hmm. Nick got the whole poop. Mm-hmm. I'm standing in the sea breeze, <laughs> holding a turd just mightily. I'm just going any hats. <laughs> anyway, on a lighter note. Uh... And welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the vodcast. Welcome to the broadcast. Boys and girls, welcome to the show. This is Convincing Idiots. My name's Dean. Millennial. I'm Brian Genix. And I'm a millennial, and my name is Nick. And uh, we are Convincing Idiots, a weekly podcast of three friends representing three different generations. Uh, we get together almost each and every week to discuss uh, nerd and pop culture issues of the day. So if you've not already done so, we would like to humbly invite you to find us on all of your favorite social media accounts. Uh, if you have a hard time remembering all of them, because there are so many now, we're one step ahead of you. All you have to do is go to Google and type in Convincing Idiots Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R-E-E, and there you will find links to all of our social media accounts. All of that and so much more is available on our website. That's convincingidiots.wordpress.com. You can also find uh, our merch store on there. You can find links to where you can listen to this podcast each and every week. So be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, follow, interact. Poke, if that's still an option. Whatever. Uh, on all your favorite Touch social media accounts. Touch yourself while you're listening. Absolutely. I mean, we kind of assumed that that was happening already. Mm-hmm. But if you're not yeah. and you need an invitation, feel free to do that as well. Uh, we're also available on uh, Boss Code TV. If you're not familiar with Boss Code TV, it's an app for your... Uh, a smart device, uh, your smart television, your smartphone. Uh, it is a lot of original content creator stuff on there. We're on there, as well as our friends on It Came From Gen X. Uh, so be sure to check us out on Boss Code TV as well. So uh, we are, uh, like I said, off the top, we are typically, loosely, a weekly podcast, but we took off last week. Uh, everybody kind of had other stuff going on, so... Uh, Dean uh, is is the main reason we could we could not 
uh, all be together. He was, well, we're going to blame it on Dean. Uh, he was mm-hmm. unavailable to us. So, Dean, what have you been up to in the last couple of weeks that have passed? Well, I could not do the show because I, there, I was part of an art exhibit for Big Cox. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I'm not allowed to really say more until... So, were you like the watching the door out? then, or you were like, or like, <laughs> oh, one I was of watching all right, standing by the red rope, or well, it's mm-hmm. like it's like you're getting <laughs> to know people, their personality, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, nobody wants to do yeah. that with me. No, mm-hmm. I was uh, I was on vacation to uh, the Outer Banks, uh, North Carolina. Um, family all went down there and uh, swam in the ocean. Got sunburnt. Um, got to see where the Wright brothers uh, did their first flight. Kitty Hawk. That was neat. Brought back some beer here. We got the Swan Beach Honey Pale Ale tonight. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. Northern Outer Banks Brewing Company. Um, No. So I had a week off work and everything. And so I had, unfortunately, I had, I missed you two. Now I'm back. I'm raring to go. Um, Sun kissed. And hopefully by the end of the show, I will be kissed by both of you. Mm. Well, I, for one, um, was very glad that you were gone because um, you brought me back some of that beer uh, from, right, from the Outer Banks. That was very good. Thank you. So, <laughs> you, you take care of the cat, you get uh, you, you got to be rewarded for such things. That's right. I'll take it. I mean, I would hang out with Ernie for no fee, but uh, sure. the the free beer does does not hurt the, the matter mm-hmm. at all. So, it's a win win. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, but other than that, there's not a lot going on besides the back from vacation back. Back to the grind, as they say. Back to work. Okay. And you made it back uh, from your little uh, scheme down there without any sort of legal issue, I see. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, no, no, none at all. Um, Good. How many yeah. IDs did you sell miners? Uh, Brian, I, I, I don't think I'm allowed to... I shouldn't dis- discuss things like that. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it if you'd uh, not try to uh, incriminate me. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it if you'd shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I want his whore mouth open. I just don't want fucking words coming out. <laughs> um, yeah, so what about you guys? Uh, Nick, I know you uh, You had a, a fun little time off. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. We did. A, we had a kind of within the last week, we had a, a week of, of firsts for the kids. We went to Cedar Point. Uh, last Thursday, that's actually why uh, Brian and I couldn't even record, is because and that was an all-day affair. We got there at you know 10:30 in the morning and left at 10:30 at night, so it was a 12-hour nice. shift at Cedar Point. A uh, lot of fun. We initially weren't too sure if we were going to go because uh, the weather was kind of looking kind of sketchy, but it actually turned out to be really nice. Um, uh, they had a nice little Christmas in July promotion. Tickets were pretty reasonable, and we went with mm. uh, our friends and and their daughter as well. So it was a really good time. The longest we waited was like a half hour for the wrap. Oh wow! Um, so that wasn't too bad. Um, no. So Oliver's, uh, you know, forty eight inches, so he could ride a lot of the things, but not you know some of the bigger coasters. So he rode a lot of the wooden roller coasters, uh, Iron Dragon, all that fun stuff. Um, Lane was tall enough to ride everything, and he pretty much did. Uh, he rode, I got him on the Millennium Force with me. That was definitely uh, the highlight. He was all revved up and ready to go. And then uh, we were at the gates getting ready to board the car. And he looks at me, and he's looking up at the Millennium Force, and he's like, 
it's probably too late now, huh? To like not get on. And I was like, oh yeah, it's way too late. Like this is my favorite <laughs> ride. And we've been in line for 20 minutes. Like we're, you know, which is not a long time at all, but still I'm like, oh, we're going like, you'll be fine. You're, you're going to love it. I promise you like once it happens, you're going to love it. And he did so, all the way up. Click, click, click. He's doing this like squirmy thing in his seat. And he's like, ah, I shouldn't have agreed to do this. I should, I'm like, you're fine. You're fine. You know, I would never put you in a position of danger you're fine. Or if something bad does happen, I'll probably die with you. So it's just totally fine. Like, there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, we had an absolute blast. He even rode shit that I wouldn't ride. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Between uh, Robin and myself, each one of us, she likes the more carnival style rides, the tight turns, things like that. That stuff makes me dizzy. I like coasters. So between us, we were able to, you know, with Oliver and Lane, split up the rides that we wanted to ride and things that we could ride together. And it was a lot of fun. So uh, Cedar Point was really cool. And then uh, just this week on Tuesday, the kids uh, got to go to their first concert ever. We got tickets for them to see uh, Fall Out Boy at Blossom Music Center. They're both big fans of them. <laughs> and uh, they were also with uh, Bring Me the Horizon, which I did not know when I bought tickets, but I love them and they were fantastic. So uh, kids had a really nice time. Um, it helped to know some people. We'll just say that. We got put into some nice, uh, nice little space all to ourselves. Um, great view of the show. Uh, the kids danced their hearts out and the fallout boy played all their favorite songs um oliver was actually a big fan of bring me the horizon so i don't know if either of you two are familiar with them but they're a little heavier they've got a little bit of mix of everything but certainly their first few albums uh, i think their first one was like oh five but their first three or four albums are really heavy um so they were oliver couldn't decide what merch he wanted to get if he wanted you know what shirt or hat or whatever um, so about five songs in to bring me the horizon and the, the screaming starts happening. And he's like, he leans over me goes, I've made my decision. I want a shirt of these guys. <laughs> so it was, it was really cool. Nice. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, the singer for bring me the horizon, uh, also named Ollie, same as my son. He came out through the crowd and he was right behind us, like right on the other side of the rail. Mm. Uh, and it was, it was just really cool, really awesome experience. So, uh, everybody sounded great. Fallout boys sounded great. Uh, there was four bands total. Um, everybody was good. The music was good. Beautiful night, comfortable out. Um, food and beer was painfully expensive, but I, it, it was a great sure, experience. Sure. I, I couldn't, I wouldn't change it. So, uh, all in all, uh, really, really nice time off. Got to do a lot of fun stuff. So, but, uh, excited to be back with you. Fine gentlemen, Brian, what have you been up to, sir? Very nice. Well, not quite as exciting as you guys, but, uh, Allie and I had a nice weekend last weekend. Lame. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. Uh, Sorry, you're uh, the, you're usually the interesting one out of the three of us. So it's kind of odd that Dean and I did fun <laughs> things, and Brian's like, I didn't do much. We had fun. Twist. I mean, we we saw a nice uh, Journey tribute band and Journey and Foreigner tribute bands on Friday at the Downtown Akron Block oh, cool. Three. That's a lot. That was a lot of fun. Hung out with the Skinners, which was. Did nice. you find out what love is? Yes. Okay. I good. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to uh, beg Allie to show you? <laughs> uh, years ago. Years ago now. Yeah. It'd be five years for us this year. So, yeah, many oh, years wow, ago. Look at yes. that. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Yes, yeah. Nice, nice. Yes, indeed. And then, uh, she uh, deserves she and I, You're she not does. there yet, though. So, just like a purple heart almost. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we went to Hinkley, Ohio on Saturday, Allie and I, and the weather did manage to cooperate for us. We took a nice uh, hike, a nice uh, rugged hike through some very cool like rock uh, 
It was pretty, like I said, it was, it was no joke. I mean, you had to really pay attention to the trail. I mean, you talk about spray paint marks on trees and stuff. Just had to really watch. <laughs> uh, we got turned around once and found our way back, you know, fairly easily. But still, it makes you think like, oh, geez, you, know, you get lost in these woods, you know, very easily if you're not careful. Sure. Anyway, did that and then went to the uh, Foster's Tavern in Hinkley. Had a great uh, burger, the very, you know, very good menu. And Hoppy Dude's Brewery, I'll give them a shout out. In, also in Hinkley, known for their pickle beer. So if you like Ooh. pickles, uh, hmm. go there and check it out. It is almost like drinking pickle juice. And then they also do a version where they put a little bit of Bloody Mary mix in the pickle okay. beers. It's a bloody pickle, so it's a very unique blend of flavor. I had one of those one time in high school. It turned out it was infected, but everything turned yeah. out okay. Yeah. Had a bloody pickle. Mm. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. an ointment for that. Want some pills? <laughs> there you go. A little extra spit shine. Good as new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a nice weekend. And then the good last evening, hung out with uh, Dean and Megan and That's Lynn right. and Mike and Jeff for some trivia at Ignite. That was a trivia. nice evening. Did you, oh, I was going to say, did you win? Yeah. yeah, a lot of people out playing. It was a beautiful evening. And a lot of people on the patio. Yeah. yeah. A lot of excuses yeah. for just being dumb. It's just you could just say you guys were dumber. Mm-hmm. And well, no, no. It, there, was, <laughs> there was a question that, that actually Mike had the right answer to, and he was telling everybody, and I'm I'm the one typing in the answers, and he looks right at me. I'm looking at him, and he says, <laughs> "What was it? Kansas was was the answer." The correct answer and was Kansas, and you put Texas I, in the end because I yeah. thought I heard Texas, and mm-hmm. we got it wrong. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I don't think that would have made the difference to <laughs> to win the game, but didn't didn't help. Mm-hmm. You had one fucking job. All you had to do was type. You don't even right. have to think. <laughs> Damn it! Out of, out of all, everybody with their spelling skills, I'm the one that you choose to right. fucking type yeah. this shit in. That's on you guys, really. <laughs> Let's think about this. Yeah, we're already taking a gamble there. Who gave the grammar position to Dean? Right. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> uh, but that's it. So we were off last week. So why don't we get into some immediate reviews here, guys? Nick, why don't we start with you? Have you, have you watched anything or heard anything or whatever that you yeah. wish to re- review, sir? Go right ahead. I uh, actually powered through season one of FX's The Bear. Um, okay. It's the kid that I can't ever remember that guy's name. He played Lip on Shameless. Um, he's the main character. Uh, it was a really great cast. There's different actors from other things uh maddie matheson the chef is is in the show as well and um it's just a really cool show it's about uh i mean it's a drama uh definitely entertaining definitely got its its funny parts but i'd say it's mostly a drama uh about a very successful chef who has left his uh late brother's sandwich shop in chicago is their family shop and he's basically got to pick up the pieces his brother had a lot of problems and he's trying to basically save the the restaurant and the family legacy and everything that comes along with that uh really really good show really well done so season two um just actually came out within the last month so um Hmm. i watched season one robin had already seen season one i really liked it a lot and i'd always wanted to watch it so powered through that we're ready to start on season two but uh, i would strongly recommend the bear um, you know, half hour show, like eight episodes in the first season. Um, really good, really good show. Um, and then, uh, the other night we watched, uh, I watched a movie called the haunting of Sharon Tate. It was made in 2019. And, uh, hmm. I know of this because Hillary Duff plays Sharon Tate. So I've always <laughs> wanted to watch it and I'm like, sure, hmm. sure. So, and I've never seen her in a role that was, 
you know, uh, a serious or uh, horror role or whatever. So, so, so uh, was she a, is she a ghost? Is she the ghost of so, Sarah Tate? Um, I don't, I don't know if any, I'm, I don't know whoever would be listening that would want to watch this. I don't know. It, it was a fine movie. It was okay. Okay. Um, but I don't want to give too much away. I'll call it a reimagining. Mm. Um, there are a lot uh, from the murders, uh, the Manson family murders that are, um, you know, historically accurate for what they know about it. Um, certainly in this movie, this situationally speaking, um, but there are, it's just different. Um, well, I mean, they, they did the same thing once upon a time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It was the same. It was the reimagining of that uh, night. Did you ever see it? No, that's one of what Brad Pitt's uh, it, Quentin Tarantino movie. It's actually oh, okay. Uh, I was thinking, no, yeah. it's Once Upon a Time in Mexico. It was like, it was Johnny right. Depp in one or something like that, or Antonio Banderas or something like that. Antonio Banderas was Antonio in Banderas. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Think uh, hmm. A nugget of information. Think along the lines of Marvel Universe. Um that mentality it's it's um it like i said it's a reimagining so it's it, it was interesting it was an interesting and take on, on the situation uh no it's on it's actually free it's just on youtube it's you can go okay. and watch the whole movie on youtube so okay. um yeah it was like i said i'd heard of it a few years back um you know being uh, the Hillary Duff admirer that I am. Um, but yeah, sure. we were watching a, a documentary that kind of touched on uh, the Manson murders, and it kind of got the wheel spinning, and when we laid down about it, I was like, I'm going to watch this movie finally. So uh, we checked it out, and it was, like I said, it was fine. It wasn't like, uh, you have to go see it. Super original, super amazing, super, you know, whatever. It was it was fine. Um, it definitely had you feel intense at quite a few moments. Um, and in certain you mean like areas... Huh? You yes. mean like camping? <laughs> it, it had me in a tent. I, okay. had, I had a I had a tent going on uh, myself oh, yeah. in the bed. You know what I'm saying? Hillary yeah. really Duff Meyer, <laughs> as I am. Uh, <laughs> but it was um, it definitely until you under you don't really fully understand what all's happening. I think until the end, as far as the storytelling goes, and so there's a lot of areas in the movie where you're like, what? Like, but I don't know. It's it's an interesting movie. It wasn't a waste of time, but it certainly wasn't like it's something you got to rush out and see. But um, the haunting of Sharon Tate, like I said, was made in 2019, and it's free on YouTube. So um, it's kind of interesting uh, take on the whole thing. So that's about it for me, though. That's all I can uh, think of. So uh, right. Brian, Brian, uh, you had time to watch stuff. Would you watch? Yeah, I saw a couple things here. I was uh, just uh, looking through uh, movies on Amazon Prime the other day. And saw the world's end. This is from 2013. So this is a lot of the guys, a couple of the guys from Shaun of the Dead. It's like the main two guys, you know, Shaun and his yeah. buddy, his roommate. It's those two guys uh, as well. The guy that's in the Marvel movies that plays like the Shield agent uh, was in this as well. Okay, and a few other people. So uh, entertaining. I mean, the premise is basically these guys were, you know, trying to relive some glory days. You know, they're trying to do a bar crawl. They tried to do it when they were younger. Oh. Yeah, I've and, seen the trailer for this. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, and it's funny. But they, and they, you know, one guy is sort of a, you know, kind of a loser, still kind of living in the past and all that type of stuff. And he manages to get his friends back there. 
And the dynamic they find is that the town that they grew up in has now been taken over by robots like androids. <laughs> but yeah, they're still trying to go on this crawl. It was just an interesting, funny. If you like Shaun of the Dead, you'll find this sure. entertaining. So is that Simon Pegg? Is that his name? Simon yeah, Pegg? I and, think uh, that's right. Yeah. I can't remember it the other Simon guy's Pegg. name, but yeah. I'll look it up here. But anyways, yeah, check out The World's End. Uh, and again, it's free on Amazon Prime. Uh, new new reality series launched on Netflix. I'm really you know going through these uh, pretty quickly here. Quarterback. So this is a Peyton Manning produced uh, reality mini you know mini series. It's like eight episodes, and it followed last season. They they got yeah they followed. On my, I mean, it's live. I mean, nothing censored, whatever. They had uh, Kirk Cousins from the Vikings, uh, Patrick Mahomes from the Chiefs, obviously, who won the Super Bowl, which they, of course, they would, you know, how would you know before you started uh, filming that season? So that was very interesting That's to cool. see him. And Marcus Mariota from the Falcons. So all three players had very unique seasons last year. You know, Marcus Mariota wound up getting, he was like a, a chance to start again. He got benched, sort of disappeared from the team, kind of, you know. But it really takes you with those guys behind the scenes. You you get to see their families. They interview their wives. You get to see them, you know, living at home with their kids. You know, a couple, you know, Marcus had a new baby, as did uh, Patrick Mahomes last year during the season. Uh, you get to see them, you know, dealing with injury. Uh, just normal life type stuff, but the dynamic of the, 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 the football season as well. So you get a nice blend of, you know, NFL stuff and professional athletes living normal lives and all that. And of course, Kirk Huggins had a very disappointing playoff <coughs> loss and this and that. But yeah, so definitely if you're a football fan, check it out. Quarterback on Netflix. Very, very good. And, uh, for rent, I caught. A new movie, just at random, 2023 movie, Blackberry. Found this on oh, Amazon yeah. Prime. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, yeah, like seven bucks to rent. It's the it's a fictionalized story of how the BlackBerry phone got started. Oh, I think it, I uh, saw the previews for that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny's in there. Jay Baruchel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Great movie. It's rated like 90-some percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I noticed as well, but uh, very entertaining. You know, it's, it's just, I mean, we all know the story of BlackBerry. It was like the hugest thing I loved for a while. Yeah, I did too. I had a BlackBerry uh, until the uh, iPhone, of course, came in and eventually killed everybody else uh, <clears throat> and knocked out the competition. But yeah, very entertaining movie. Check it out. BlackBerry for rent on Amazon Prime and other streaming services there you go thanks dean how about you uh i watched a lot of the ocean i said um, dean saw the ocean good that's yeah. nice no we the, the other day we did um we watched uh went through the whole season of unstable on mm. uh that is rob lowe and his son what uh john owen lowe yeah um on netflix yeah uh rob lowe plays like a i don't know that was like a tech, um, a tech, a tech uh, no, like a scientist. The, Excuse me, scientist. Okay. Yeah, he, he was, he's like a tech scientist type deal, yeah. and it, it loses his wife. She dies. He, he didn't misplace her, uh, and <laughs> and then he goes ahead and 
kind of goes a little, little crazy, a little eccentric, and they bring his son back from New York to try to, to calm him down, and, and mm-hmm. shenanigans ensue, and it's pretty funny. It's not the mm-hmm. best show I've ever seen, but uh, it was quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. It was no um, convincing idiots on YouTube, is what you're saying. No, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> no, they, I mean, that has like three three times the sexiness that that show has. Sure. So. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, yeah, Sorry, I Rob Lowe, think... you never stood a chance. <laughs> nope. Not with this face. <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, I, I don't have anything. Can I use my time here to, to tell you how excited I am for the Oppenheimer movie? Sure. Holy shit, that thing looks good. Um, we're so going you're going to see that before Barbie, then? Is that what? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it was a tough choice, but I think I'm going to make the right one here. Um, yeah, Oppenheimer. I mean, the cast is incredible. Hmm. The cast alone should will bring anybody in. That's like a... That's a Avengers, you know, type movie, you know, with the with the cast and everything. Um, so it's guys, like the, scare, it's the scarecrow from Batman mm-hmm. with nuclear testing or something. Is that right? Something like that. What is it about? Uh, it's uh, well, our idiot question of the week. Um, I don't want to know if we want to spoil it, but it's directed by the same fellow. Aha. Uh-huh. So, yep. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Not me, um, but my, I'm pointing at my shirt. It, it, yes, it, yes it's yeah. Brian, Brian directed it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah, see, you got Cillian Murphy. He he also was in Peaky Blinders, which uh, That's right. I don't know about reviewing, but we did two episodes of that tonight. Uh, so I'm continuing on that. But yeah, it's just, uh, Cillian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Matt Damon, Remy Malik, Emily Blunt. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. The, the cast here, and I'm I'm quite excited, and I will be giving my review next week. So, I might I've only watched one thing uh, this past week, and probably next week, but that will be it. Very so, good. All right. Yeah, I why do want to see the, that too. That's like the big thing is like Barbie or, or Oppenheimer's like the bit. Like, why right. is has there <laughs> never been two big movies come out at the same time? Like, why is right? it's been like a massive thing? I don't know if it's because they're is it because there's such like. There's stark yeah, contrasts or whatever? Yeah, or dichotomy it, between, you know, the, how different they are. I think yeah. is, is what people find interesting, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. I can't imagine why the, the, the Barbie movie would be any fucking good anyways, right? Well, yeah. actually, that's a sort of a prelude. We're going to talk about the Barbie movie a little bit in pop culture headlines. Yes, we are. Oh. Uh, Get yes. fucking ready. <laughs> no that's shit, right. I guess, right? Yeah. Hey, if Ryan or, uh, uh, Ryan Gosling's a part of a film, I'm interested. I am interested. All right, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll hear what you got. There we go. That's right. So, anyway, okay. so moving on. That's that's everything I've seen, Brian. No, that's good. So yeah, so uh, we kind of tease the pop culture headlines. Or we're going to come up and talk about the Barbie movie and a few other things. And that's called course, a big old tease, just like Ryan that's Gosling. Right. That's right. Just like and Brian, if you're, you're seen his foot on the table you last night during. Mm, what a tease. That's right. I'm like, That's are right. you I, I was all excited. I'm like, what's he gonna do? Is he is he gonna give me, you know, a big old boner or maybe he's gonna read to me a, a little bit about insurance because oh. both of them are gonna give me a hard on. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you about Blake Insurance. <laughs> well that's a one to start a promo. Yeah. The answer's <laughs> Kansas. Oh, yeah. Texas? What a... <laughs> it's the shape of Texas in my pants now. 
<laughs> did Aaron write that line in this ad read? <laughs> he did. I really well, want you to say that your that. pants have an ink blot at like the shape of Texas on them. Just make sure you say that when you read for my business. Good. It, it's it's in the contract actually. <laughs> Those words. <laughs> Let me tell you, Blake Insurance is an Erie insurance agency located right here in Barberton, Ohio. They provide auto, home, renters, and business insurance with honesty, decency, and affordability. Erie Insurance is above all else in service. You want to call 234-571-5359 or visit BlakeInsuranceLLC.com for your free five-minute quote today. And when you do, tell them uh, that I did not make that read a dirty filthy read it was it was pleasant and family friendly and then get some insurance i was told that your insurance is orgasmic and i'm here for a free five minute quote <laughs> i'm gonna need insurance and a mop <laughs> clean up on aisle two flash flood anyway. is in effect <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> all right guys well that's right <laughs> Brian Some Green men, is back on the rails, quick. That's right. Some men, like Dean, just want to watch the world burn. Mm-hmm. And that's, some that's true. want to come back after the break and listen to pop culture headlines and on Ask an Idiot question of the week. I'm blowing this shit up and walking away. Be right back. Gen X Brian here from the Convincing Idiots podcast. If you're enjoying our show, tell a friend. And if you're not, well, tell two enemies. As an intelligent consumer, I wanted to compare Atari Asteroids with other companies' asteroids. But other companies don't make asteroids. I wanted to compare Atari Missile Command with other companies' missile commands. But other companies don't make that either. Finally, I wanted to compare the new Atari Warlords. Unfortunately, other companies don't make it. When it comes to the video games the world wants most, nobody compares to Atari. Four, three. Mm. Welcome back to Convincing Idiots. We're not on strike. Some people are on strike. We are not on strike. We can see we were. Our That's comedy right. writers are on strike, but we yes. are not. They've been on strike since Luckily, we don't have episode, episode uh, inception. Three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first two episodes are great. Three forward. Eh, you know, we're, we're still working <laughs> through it. This is episode yeah. one forty nine. So uh we're not on strike, but the Screen Actors Guild gentleman is now <laughs> on strike joining the writers strike so I don't know if you saw this uh, this is a pretty big in uh, pop culture and entertainment news and a lot of productions are going to be held up for a while um similar to the writer's strike you know it, some people just you know some people have made this well th- these are just overpaid people they just want more money and this and that and the other well that is part of it uh, certainly there's a lot of actors that are not huge, you know, hugely paid. There's a lot of people trying to have like 1% of like actors that are up that echelon of like, you're right. Uh, you know, yeah. Like super rich. pop. Yeah. Rich. Yeah. Famous, hell, the majority. Yeah. I was hearing a, a, one of the actors uh, talk about it the other day. 
and he was he was kind of saying that like when they say say you get a TV show and you're mm-hmm. going out to Vancouver, so for that season you're going out to Vancouver, they give you like a a X amount of money for the move to stay out there, and then that's it. You still have to rent cars, you have to still pay sure. rent and pay rent back at home. Like there's so all these expenses, and they're not getting paid nearly what you know you know, some of the upper echelon uh, actors would be getting. So, I mean, they're still just getting by. Um, That's what another, I'm saying. It's a, a lot of people just, it's, I think it's a misperception is what I'm saying. When people say actors, sure. a lot of people, a lot of people just like a, like an athlete, ah, they're just, they're all overpaid and, you know, maybe athletes, maybe it's not a good example, but certainly actors are not all overpaid. Sorry, Dean, go ahead finish your thought. No, no, I, I was just saying that the, another example was, um, uh, Nick, you saw the, uh, was it 2019 or whatever in the teens, the um, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie that they did? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy who played the, the head in the in the thing, the blue head guy, whatever his name is. Oh, Zordon. Brian Cranston. Then maybe they were talking about a different... Uh, okay, Brian Cranston was Zordon in, the, in that Okay, well, this movie. one was yeah. a younger guy. Who was in this? But okay. he got he got paid like what they say, hundred and fifty bucks or whatever for the day. Or again, lower number. It doesn't matter the exact number. But he got paid that during the day for for the day. I'm sorry. And they ended up using him throughout the whole movie because they just did different expressions and thus repeated it. So shit like that. Um, you know, they're, they're fighting for stuff like that about, you know, how work is paid. Um, and then also, if the movie goes streaming, he doesn't see shit. Yeah. A lot of these, you know, especially like character actors that are in the background and stuff, aren't getting paid shit for and, and residuals. So, you, it's, it's almost like stealing their likeness. They can use it, get it once, and then just bam, 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 keep repeating yeah. it, use it wherever they want to. And then they make off it. of it, but you don't. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and that's that's sort of some of what the what they're asking for in their uh, demands. So, I'm reading this from NBCNews.com. So, uh, SAG and AFTRA's members are seeking a new contract uh, that they believe must account for the economic realities of the streaming revolution and the mm-hmm. risks posed by emerging digital technologies like AI. So I'm just going to read it here. Uh, The Guild would like to increase performer-based compensation, which union leaders say has declined dramatically as entertainment companies pivot away from paying out residuals, a type of royalty that was more common when popular shows were sold into syndication instead of banked exclusively on streaming services. And members are also alarmed by the rise of artificial intelligence, such as tools that can create digital composites of popular stars. The Guild has called for tighter regulations and safeguards to protect actors against the, quote, unauthorized use of their voices, likenesses, and performances. So, uh, again, but this, like, the writers don't want the, the, the use of AI to learn how to write. You know, the actors are concerned, probably rightfully so, Sure, that AI could be taught how to, you know, I I, I don't know, like maybe maybe an example could be, you know, do I have the likeness of Harrison Ford for Indiana Jones? I'm just making something up here. So, it, would I would I be able to create a new Indiana Jones 
property with Harrison Ford's likeness, who's Indiana Jones. It may be What's I stopping own. us from seeing a new Humphrey Bogart movie? Sh- sure. Yeah, unless there's some type of you know, contractual things. Right. His estate should certainly benefit if you're going to see you know Humphrey Bogart for that example. So. Yeah, so just uh, it's you know the continued rise of this technology. These you know these folks are trying to get ahead of it, and uh, uh, you know protect themselves. So uh, it makes sense to me. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it's got to be tough. Well, Nick, I mean, an, an ever-changing landscape. You know, these are uh, issues that you know you couldn't have imagined twenty years ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like right. so, as the landscape changes. And as technology can do different things, um, you know, yeah, they got to look out for, I mean, what they bring to the table, their likenesses. And, you know, I mean, it's, I get it. You know, I, I definitely understand. And it's, there's really kind of got to be a hard thing to navigate. You know, mm-hmm. you, we've just never seen anything uh, quite like this before. So it's uh, definitely pretty interesting. Well, I mean, they, they and, and all that they're looking to is, you know, is to renew and, and, and re-up their contracts, right? I mean, when Nick, when you and I did for here, Brian was reasonable. He he stopped beating us. He beat us less before the show. Mm-hmm. Right, so, yeah. You know, yeah and we got one more. That's all we really asked for. I mean, it was Just nothing. one less beating. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or at least lower it. <laughs> yeah. When heavy petting crosses that line into beating, that's where it's just it's kind of, you know, it's a bit much. I don't know. Yeah, I no more in the face. There. <laughs> no more of the face. You know, we we got to keep the you know keep the the money the talent yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you beat off on the face. There's no beating the face. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Dean, any other thoughts on this strike or demands or anything? As I ask you, while you're taking no, a I drink just, here, I just I just don't understand the um like the reasoning what the studios could argue with this. Like it's well, let's see. Go ahead. I, I'll tell you. No. Nope. Okay. Go ahead. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't understand, like, you're asking for you not to use my likeness um, whenever, wherever you want, and if so, you pay me for it. How is that not reasonable? Right. Like, I, I again, I I get that the studios are trying to make money and, and whatnot, like, but how much money? I don't know. Right. Yeah, just some yeah, of the well, quotes I mean, from this. Go ahead, go ahead, Nick. I'll say, what more can you ask to own other than your own face like i mean it's like is is that so crazy just to be like hey you can't use my likeness without my permission or else you know you gotta pay me yeah according to this article it's it's really the studios are more upset in that they felt they wanted to continue to negotiate and not have the actors just walk away and halt production so that's what's at least according to this article that's where executives are more upset about like uh, bob Iger from disney is saying that you know, it's a worse. It's a terrible time for them just to walk out because we're still in this business trying to recover from COVID and everything. So if you guys I, hold production, that's a valid point. It hurts. That hurts everybody. Sure. You know, including you guys who want to get more money. You know what I'm saying? So right. Yeah, I, I get that part too. But, I mean, I'm on the side of the actors and writers, but I do sure. get that. You know, hey, let's let's work and negotiate and, and come to a term. Sure. Now, if yeah. they just don't budge, like, again, we also don't know how long they've been negotiating. Just maybe they have, yeah. maybe they have ran out the time and go, you know what? There's just nothing. You're not giving anything. So we're going to walk. So we don't know that. So I guess we yeah. can't really speak on that. 
But yeah, the writers have been on strike for uh, more than two months. And again, I don't know, like you say, how long they've been trying to negotiate their their deal. And I get the streaming thing too. I mean, it's sure. like, you, you know, the days of the, like, like this says here, I mean, just, you know, selling Seinfeld only to syndication, for example, where the only way you can watch it is on reruns on a network that has the commercials and everything else. So, you know, they're going to get paid more money for that, the actors on there. But when you, I, I'm sh- I, I know that they certainly made a chunk of money to sell the rights to show it on Netflix, for example. Oh, yeah. so certainly yeah. Seinfeld and those guys, and they've made some money from that. But I don't know if it's at the level of syndication. I don't I just don't know. You know, plus you have to have a super popular property like that. Some of these more fringe shows sure. that maybe had a shot in syndication are just going to show up on Peacock or something like that. And they may not get anything, you know, or not right. next to nothing. But I don't know what they would make for that, but probably not as much as syndication. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll definitely keep an eye on all this. I feel like it's probably going to go on for a little while. And some of these movies that we might be looking forward to, like I've seen like Deadpool 3 and a few other big ones, might just be on hold for a little bit. So hopefully they can work all that stuff out. There was a writer's strike not too terribly long ago, right? Sure. Wasn't it within the last 10 years? Still on strike. Oh, before. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm saying it it wasn't that long ago. Correct. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, well, one movie that's not on hold, as we talked about already, is Barbie. So, um, I just thought this was interesting. The art, uh, headline did is you? the Barbie. Uh, Good. <laughs> just, just saying, did you find it interesting? I I really don't have two thoughts about this movie myself. I mean, it's not something that I'm really interested in on my own. However, it really is. Uh, gaining a lot of popularity for various reasons, you know. So uh, the headline here was the movie ushers what it calls bimbo feminism and hyper femininity. There's a sentence for you into the mainstream. So um, basically, it's it's uh, uh, you know Barbie in this in the movie. She's learning a hard lesson. It says that to to be a woman in the real world is uncomfortable, but the movie is kind of over the top, cartoonish, feminist. You know, being feminist. So a lot of moviegoers, a lot of women are going to go are going to see the movie, and they're making it an event. They're purposely dressing up. Even guys are coming to the movie dressed up in blonde wigs and pink dresses and things, and just really having a lot of fun with this and basically saying. You know, it's, you know, being a woman is difficult. Let's have some fun with this. Let's not take it too seriously. It's creating conversation and buzz and things like that. So, uh, in that respect, yeah, I think it's, I think all that stuff is wonderful. I mean, as, of course, as you guys know, I have a young, I have a daughter who's, you know, 22. She's going to be 23 very soon. And anything at all. You know, movie-wise or entertainment-wise, anything that empowers women out in the mainstream like this, you know, I is you know, to me extra wonderful having having a a girl. You know, sure. so yeah, I don't know if Peyton's interested to go see this. I need to ask her that question, frankly. But uh, was she big into Barbies when she was a kid? Did she have? I mean, I feel like no, not really. I mean, she had Barbies. She yeah. did. I feel like uh, Barbie is one of those book. things. Uh, sorry, I mean, but like, um, what what 
brand has really celebrated femininity more outwardly than like Barbie over the years. Sure. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's really fitting. And Barbie just seems like one of those things, whether you were, you know, as a young girl or boy or whoever, like, you know, but I mean, uh, I feel a lot of young girls had Barbies, even if they weren't the yep. biggest Barbie fan. It's almost like a Barbie was in the hands of almost every little girl at some point or another. You know what I mean? It's right. just one of those kind of hallmarks, right? Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, it's, it's cool. I mean, it almost feels overdue. Like, isn't it kind of weird that we're just now getting a Barbie movie? I mean, Barbie's been around forever. Yeah. I think they've had like animated, you know, things like that, but yeah, Yeah, uh, live action. Yeah. So yeah. And it's just, it says here too, I mean, with the history of Barbie, kind of what you were saying, Nick is, you know, it certainly was a popular uh, toy for girls, but you know, Barbie, it, it, it certainly had a lot of slack in the sense of our slack, flack, I mean to say, not slack, flack in the, uh, you know, is it promoting the perfect, a certain body type on women and things like that? I mean, okay, but it, it has progressed in its history. It's, it's been around like 64 years. And you think about the Barbies, you know, they came out with Barbies in different. Uh, uh, races, Barbies with mm-hmm. different careers. You, know, you have, you know, veterinarians and doctors. And these are, you know, professional, like, you know, little girls to, you could be I can, I can be want. this. Yes, yes, that's right. I think all that is, is great. It's not just a girl running around the house and, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, they, they were smart to have her evolve uh, over the years as well. And I think that's where maybe some of these, you know, young women and women, grown women, you know, going to see this movie, remember all those fond memories, I'm sure, maybe feel that empowerment and just going and just having fun with it. So, yeah. Dean, any thoughts on all this? I used to make my sister's Barbies fuck my G.I. Joes. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Female empowerment. Yeah. That's right. Oh, mm-hmm. oh th- she was always on top if it helps. Yeah, well, hey. Because I'm, I'm a feminist. Sure. Insisted on uh, finishing first. Sex is a race, baby. You're the, you're the first, you're last. <laughs> you ain't first, you're last. Second's just the first to lose. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I think I think the movie is probably going to do very well, and, and uh, yeah, who knows? You know, maybe they make sequels after this. And stuff. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But good for good for the Barbie movie and and all that stuff absolutely so uh tiktok one of the new you know there's always these new filters that generate a lot of social media buzz you know one recently that you know it was look younger so look like your teenage self it was like like a face smoother made you look young it played like you know retro music and stuff uh now when when you when you put it on, did you look like you were fifty? <laughs> you know, <'cause> you're old. <laughs> it was strange because the the smoother. Did I send you a sure. picture of that? I no, you didn't. Of it. Yeah, the, it, yeah, but it, you, it, it had just a you know I, you can see a little bit of my beard there too. Right, right, right. Yeah, Allie's like, yeah, this is very disturbing. You look young and old at the same time in the same photo. <laughs> like, yeah, it was it was strange. <laughs> But now I look like that without a filter. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, there's an opposite filter now, so it is an aging filter 
it's it's gaining just, a lot of popularity. See, so I, they had that thing, uh, I don't know, like a year ago, because like, what is it? The other day where, you know, you have the Facebook memories. Um, and mm -hmm. that was one that, that it put the aging one. <clears throat> Remember when we, uh, um, where we made each, I, I think we put each other as girls, right? Remember that? Right. That, that's yeah. right. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> I think it was the same app that we used, but I look like my father, uh, in mine. And brother, yeah, so then. this was getting, <laughs> so this is this is brother then. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. I will. I will turn this. So your brother looks exactly like your father, your other brother. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> seriously. Yes. yes, he does. No, you look like the other brother now. But I'm saying, if you looked older, you look like your other brother your and your face. <laughs> I will put my fingers in your eye holes and use it to maneuver my dick in your mouth. Son of a. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I I did I did try the filter. I mean, it does make you look older for sure. Now, did it, makes your did hair it make you white. look like? Did it make you look like a teen? You know, like you did when you were a teenager. The the, the young one, <laughs> yeah, sort of. Okay, it's, you 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 forget. I mean, honestly, you kind of forget what you looked like at that. So. There's there's some you know a little bit similarities. I mean, yeah. Okay. But I was saying I, I did try this older aged one and it, it you know it does it does work. I mean it adds more wrinkles. It sags the skin. <laughs> it just shows, it cannot the compute. Hair it's just yeah. you in a casket. <laughs> it's just a tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What, what is that filter? Is that dust? <laughs> yeah, this, this ages you uh, three years from now. It was like uh, just a plot of land. I'm like, Jesus, this is frightening. Yeah, I got to stop all this fucking editing and you know get outside more and do stuff. <laughs> no, but, I, <laughs> but he, he puts himself in the aging app, and it's just Ali smiling. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's it. I like that. That's funny. I'll have to, have to make that really. Uh, anyway, so it's, there's a lot of younger people online that are trying this out and commenting and all that, and it's creating a lot of different commentaries. Some are frightened, and it you know, creates those fears of getting older. Others are saying, you know what, I look like my grandparent or my mm -hmm. parent or something like that, and I'm completely okay with that. I embrace the fact that I'm going to age, and it's fine, it's good, and this and that. So there's all kinds of varying degrees of all that. So, you know, we kind of talked about this on the, the Gen X podcast, too, just in general. So are you interested in, like, yeah. looking at these type of apps and how you would look older? Not so much. And how are you just in general? Are you feeling, you know, obviously, you guys are younger than me. Do, are you feeling any sense of, of getting older? How is it making you feel? Is it something Every that you feel? Day. Do you fear it, or is it like, you know what, no, you can't stop it, you embrace it? And... Deans can't wait. He, he's been rushing to get old as <clears> fast as possible. It's because I was true. born at 40. <laughs> no, I yeah. don't give a shit. I mean, we're all just dying a, a slow march towards death, so who cares? Just embrace it. Just there you put go. your fucking up like a roller coaster and go downhill. Yeah. <laughs> go downhill. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All right. Nick, Nick, what how about, about you? you? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I feel like if you're someone who's worried about aging and stuff, like you're you're setting yourself up for a big disappointment because you can't run from it. It's happening. Mm -hmm. No yes. one gets out of this thing alive. So um nope. I don't know. I'm I'm not worried about aging. I also don't I don't know. I don't 
I'm eternally like I feel like mentally I just stopped at 23. I have to constantly remind myself how old I am because I'm just like yeah. I feel like I'm still in my 20s. I'm 20 something, right? Does and, that count uh, that I that I that I get bummed out when Nick gets older? Like I don't want to see him get older. <laughs> no, no, not him. Take us, not Nick. <laughs> I'm like I don't I, I don't need a fucking uh, old model here. You fucking stay young. <laughs> But uh, no, it's like, I don't know. It's, I mean, they're, I guess, interesting um, a little bit. I don't really mess around with them too much, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that I'm, you, you have to have a certain level of comfortability with, with your mortality and aging. Cause like I said, there's nothing you can do about it. It's completely out of your control. Mm -hmm. um, so you might as well just enjoy it and uh, try to embrace it. And, you know, just like Dean said, kind of enjoy the ride. I wouldn't put it so eloquently as just go downhill, but I would say <laughs> enjoy the ride. <laughs> Nick, um, there's not much we can do. Look at us. Um, we are at the, the various, even in this podcast, we're at the various stages of aging. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think I'm at the oldest. <laughs> I'm at the oldest point here, you know, visually. <laughs> You're picking right. <laughs> yeah, Brian, <laughs> definitely the insides. Uh, yeah, Brian might be the the chronological oldest one, but uh, I think I I I, I look uh, the oldest here, and I probably feel the oldest too. So that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> and I'm okay with yep. it. Yep. Well, that that's good. That's a, that's a healthy that's it's a healthy attitude. Yeah, you're right. It's nothing you can do about. It. I, I, I don't you know, know what I'd say. It's it, His attitude's not healthy. Let's not, let's no, not get concerned I, here. I am, His I attitude just, is not healthy. You have to accept and be excited <laughs> that you are one step closer to just ending it all. <laughs> that's not healthy. I that's agree. Not, no. <laughs> what? What? No. no? Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't mean by my own hand. I'm just yeah. saying mm -hmm. the sweet release of death. That's all I'm saying. I see. Yeah. Come get all me, right. death. <laughs> Do it, you pussy. Just come get me. <laughs> uh, no, it, I definitely. It, it, I go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, in, in all seriousness, I I actually don't like think that I I'm embracing getting older. I I don't mind getting older. Um. I actually feel more comfortable in my own skin um, in the second half of my life than I ever did in the first. Well, that's good. Yeah, Pro probably from like thirty on is when I started kind of, um, kind of just feeling, you know, uh, more comfortable with myself. Yeah. Um, and then by what forty-two I am now, right? Um, yeah, I'm I'm good to go. So. I feel good. You know, if you guys don't believe me, come here. Let me see your hands. Um, <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good with aging. Yeah, I definitely have moments too where you know, you, you know, you, you, when you just look older, sometimes that's hard to deal with at times. You know, here and there, you know, there's certain things. You know, hairs get a little thinner in the back. This or that. You, you know, gray hairs. You know. Uh, Stuff like that. So, but yeah. But again, for the most part, you, you you combat stuff too. You just you you know, exercise, be healthy, do stuff like that. I try to make yourself feel good. And I'm trying to focus on like every day. 
every day there's something to enjoy. You, you don't have to necessarily wait until like the weekend or something to say that there's something to look forward to, even something small every single day. I mean, like that Mondays be, when your favorite podcast drops? Of course. <laughs> Always something to look forward to. That's Always right. Always something to look forward to. Yeah. Or perhaps when you can take a nice little outdoor stroll on, say, your electric bike. And you, you might wonder, well, I don't have an electric bike in my life, Nick. And I'm like, well, shit, where have you been? Allow us to introduce you to our friends at RPM Bike Shop. I mean, they're located conveniently in Carrollton, Ohio, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from here. And they're so easy to get into contact with. All you have to do is go to Facebook and search in the search bar, RPM Bike Shop. Bam, they're right there. Or you can go to their website, rpmbikeshop.com, see all their amazing products. Or you can give them a call, 330-808-7792, if you want to talk to a friendly sales associate today, perhaps about treating yourself to something nice, enjoying a small win, or perhaps a big win in your life, with an electric bike from our friends at RPM Bike Shop. Give them a call. Excellent. I didn't want to finish the, that uh, sweet, sweet uh, finish line of death on an, on an electric bike. <laughs> there you go. Take it, take it a little bit quicker. We're over the finish line. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you know, one thing, again, is something to look forward to every day and Tuesday evening this week here, guys. So okay. uh, that would have been the 18th of mm-hmm. June. We're shooting this on June the 20th, Thursday uh, one thing I did enjoy was to sit back and watch The Dark Knight. I'm wearing a T-shirt here if you're watching us on video. This is a, the great Heath Ledger as the Joker on my T-shirt here. Uh, that movie, so 2008, that means it's 15 years ago already wow. that The Dark Knight debuted in the theater. So uh, I wanted to sit back and rewatch it in celebration. Uh, and you know that's it. I'll take us into our ask an idiot question of the week here. So, uh, it, you know what? It, it, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's that's one I definitely enjoy every time I watch it. I think it still holds up very well. Uh, there are some things that, eh, you know, the the Christian Bale Batman voice that there's a different things that you can. It is a little bit annoying and this and that and the other. However, obviously the performances by many. In that movie, of course, including uh, Heath Ledger, it's just fantastic. Yeah, uh, I thought this you know, the storyline was great. It was certainly, in my opinion, the best of the Nolan trilogy, uh, easily. Mm-hmm. Although Batman Begins was quite good. Um, yeah, Aaron so Eckert as Two Face was a good, good fabulous. One as well. Yep, Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon was great in all oh, those movies. Cool. You know. Yep. Anyway, you know, I don't know if you've seen it lately, but you know, just. That movie, that's, that's, that's our asking you the question of the week. So does this movie still hold up for you? Is this still one of the best superhero movies of all time, at least within the DC universe, if not between all of them? Did it change the tone of superhero movies in general? Just any thoughts, reflections on the movie? That's what we're going to talk about here. So, yeah, Nick, why don't we start with you, sir? Any any. Have you seen it lately? Any reflections on this movie? What are your thoughts on The Dark Knight? Yeah, the last time I saw it, I think, was maybe like... It's probably been a few years. I would say it's probably been about three years. 
Um, every, it was one of those ones that when I be when I had cable and I'd be flipping through channels, it was one that I would stop on every time I saw it. Um, mm-hmm. I saw it in the theater, and that was one when it came out. It was getting a lot of praise. It was getting a lot of hype and how good this was. It was long, but it was really good, and people had only good things to say about it. And so, a lot of times when you hear so much praise for a movie like that it tends to build it up and then you go see it and you're like okay because it is it going to live up to the hype but that one definitely did for me and i think it did it changed what superhero movies could be as in it wasn't a your typical uh, hero villain superhero-y dynamic it was a drama it really was a mm-hmm. drama movie it revolved around a comic book character um but man it was just like the depth that they go into with the characters um as you mentioned heath ledger's joker performance has i mean whether you agree with it or not is goes down as one of the most like epic performances um as certainly as a superhero villain um i i still i think it's fantastic i think it's so well done um i still think it's my favorite you know dc character movie uh, I've seen, although I I will shout out the the Batman that came out uh, last yeah. year I, with Robert Pattinson. I thought that was great, but this movie really holds up well. I think, um, like you said, just great casting. Um, the story it tells. Um, he was just such a the Heath Ledger Joker was such a dynamic character and um, was kind of out of the norm of your typical villain. A lot of, you know, we say villains are the hero in their own story. Um, this guy was really, truly a villain and an anarchist. And, like, he really was not in it to, you know, be rich or to be powerful or famous. It was just he wanted to upset the power balance. And he was just the most unpredictable wild card type of character. Um, and you couldn't reason with him. And there was really no way to relate to him. Um, I just, I still thought it was, yeah, a fantastic movie. Definitely my favorite of, of the Nolan trilogy. Um, but yeah, I just, I couldn't ever gush about that movie enough. I still think it's just very, very well done. Very good. And I still love it every time I see it. Excellent. Dean. Yeah. All right, here we go. First of all, the first movie is dog shit. Um, no. Yes. Batman begins. Yeah. Horrible, horrible movie. No, no um, are you talking about the one with Liam Neeson, like yes. Ra's al Ghul? Really? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, Christian Bale as Batman is unbelievable. Again, dog shit. Um, <laughs> it is unwatchable. Um, the third movie, I, I I appreciate how they made it just as unwatchable as the first one. I was um, not as big of a fan of that one. Yeah, the one yeah, with Bane. Yeah, because dog shit. Um. But the second one, uh, Heath Ledger's performance was uh, captivating and 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 strong. My only question, and I get, I uh, give me all the heat you want. I uh, maybe I deserve it for this comment, but does the movie hit the same way if he doesn't die? Yes, I, okay. I think so. Yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. I, again, I I I think I there think is, so, but there's part of me that is curious. Like, if he would have lived, um, would 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 you have felt a little different about the performance? Maybe. Well, that was maybe it gave that little bit of extra oomph that that he passed, and, and like this is his 
Mm. Hurrah! I don't know. Um, no. Well, there certain was there certainly was at the time when the movie was released. There was this kind of extra hype because it was like, oh, that he got so into character with the Joker, yeah, and he right. drove himself insane, and he ended up dying from it. This is you know, it took everything from him to to deliver this performance. Um, I do think the performance is far good enough to stand on its own. Okay. Uh, without the tragic end of of the actor, but um, I would like to I watch you then. Yeah. Uh, because like I don't, I was a, I was a huge fan of it, um, especially like, and again, to harp, I, I'm meaning to harp because it's an awful movie. But the first one was so bad that like my expectations were really fucking low. Mm-hmm. But like you know, it was getting all this hype about uh, Heath Ledger and his performance, so I I watched it and I was quite impressed. Um, and again, maybe a little too impressed because of a that he passed. And B that you know that it was so much better than its uh, predecessor. So I don't know. I I, I want to watch it again, like you, Brian, and see how I feel about it. Yeah, it's just it, the you know the the, the some of the banter that he had, the mm-hmm. dialogue in this movie was just phenomenal, yeah. and, and his delivery. Was great, and it really. Can you imagine I mean, if you had it, actually a good actor to to work against him? <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. So, do you hate Christian <laughs> Bale like period as like a no? I is it I, or I, is this I, just I, a Batman Christian? He Bale just thing? was a shitty Batman. Okay, I've enjoyed okay. other Christmas, Christian Bale movies, um, so it's not him as an actor. I, well, I know we debated this before, but you know, he he I thought he was good. He's a very good Bruce Wayne too. Yeah, just, I thought he was he, just fine as Bruce he Wayne. Made that, as the he growl, made that the growl whisper. Yeah. He he was he was purposely a cartoonish rich guy to help. Who doesn't want a, a millionaire with a lisp? Uh, okay. But anyways, <laughs> the the banter with 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 uh, even Two-Face, some of his ban- some of his lines was 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 great too, the dialogue there too, but the whole scene where the Joker is explaining to Batman in the in the cell. Yes, you could tell. Bat- it was very quiet. You know, Batman paid attention to what he was saying. He did. He, you could tell he sort of thought about what he was saying there for a second. Where you know they need you now, right? But the second they don't, they'll cast you out and all this type, other type of stuff. Yeah. And it was very serious dialogue. And then the scene with him in the hospital with Harvey. Was fabulous. He put the gun, you know, put the gun to his his head and yeah. describing himself like I'm like a dog you know, chasing a car. If I catch it, I don't know what I would do with it. You know, I'm just right. you know, I just do things. You know, just to do. I have no plan and you know, all this and that and the other. So yeah. it was a very like somebody that has a plan. Yeah, it was very believable for someone if if that if that person actually existed. It was a it was a in many respects very believable in the sense of how he would think and how he would try to create, like you say, anarchy and panic and everything else by all the stuff that he was doing. Obviously a lot of it's very unbelievable in in many things, but still he definitely caused a lot of terror and everything else. So there is a level. Good. Which one? (laughs) Nick, Nick, go ahead. Shut up. (laughs) I'm dad's favorite. Uh, (laughs) There is a level even to this day, Marvel has put out so many good movies, and they're 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 great. They're very entertaining, and they're fun, and they're good. But there is a level of reality to those Batman movies that no superhero franchise to this day has accomplished. There's a mm-hmm. level of believability to it that it's 
there's almost like have this, you not seen Howard the Duck? There's like this lens over you know at the end of the day these are you know the Marvel movies are all fantastical and action packed and you know it's shiny flashy superheroes, but the Batman movies and those Batman yeah. movies specifically there is a level of this is very a believable, plausible reality or a situation that yeah. could exist. Now you could also take into account Batman lends itself to that anyway because Batman is not some superhero that is out of this world He's that has powers. Not. You know what I mean? So he He's is a regular guy. A so he could exist in in our world because right. th- it's something that could that could actually exist. Um, Can you imagine if Batman lost cotton in his pajamas and went around uh, saying he was a crime fighter? Yeah, right. Yeah. He was out That'd there kicking awesome. ass and trained by Liam Neeson. I mean it'd be great. Right. Fantastic! That could that could happen. Justice. <laughs> yeah, but those movies are just yeah, it's very very cool. There's something very real and believable about them that I don't, that in my opinion, no other superhero movie has been able to accomplish. It's Especially a very tragic figure, like you say, they and had a it lot showed of lead actors that were bad. One thing I like was it showed him it, it was if it was a guy running around fighting, he would be beat up. And exhausted yeah. and battered yeah. and bruised. And, you know, they definitely showed all that in these movies, you know, definitely here. It's, it's one of tragic, very tragic uh, character, Bruce Wayne, in many respects, too. So I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't know. That, all right. I got two, two more uh, things that, that upset me about this. Um, one, <laughs> I was thinking uh, about Christian Bale while you guys were talking, and I'm upset. Uh, actually, uh, Two Face. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, I'm mm-hmm. upset that he was only the he was only Two Face for like laying in bed for a, for a brief moment. You know what I mean? No, but no, the, he got out that. of bed. So he, the last he was, act, the he's last out and about. Forty five minutes of the movie is him. Shit, yeah. maybe I don't remember that part. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he to go back. He's got he's got he Commissioner Gordon's kid. Yeah, hang, he's yeah. He's holding wow. him for ransom okay. or not ransom. But, you right, know, I'm, I'm gonna gonna, I'm gonna rewatch yeah. this. All right. Well, because that was the thing. The I movie clearly was so don't long. remember it. When that part happens, uh, you think you it's know, the end, right? That in my tur- head, you start to think when he's laying in the bed, and you're like, "Oh, they're setting up for the next one." The yeah. movie continues on for like 45 more minutes, yeah. like it's, and then huh. Two Face has his whole thing happen, and okay. you know, it's like all this other, it's like a whole other mini movie at the end. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's just the whole thing, the the whole dynamic of what Batman had to become to protect the city, because they, he sacrificed his reputation and everything because you know he was determined that you can't let the, the Gotham cannot know what Harvey Dent did here. Harvey Dent represented something good. He's not a superhero. He had he, he generated hope for the city. We can't mm-hmm. possibly let the city know that he went crazy. And the that's Joker dumb. got the best of him, and he killed people, and all this and that and the other. So that's where you know Batman said, "I did these things. I take yeah, he'll he took be the, bad the fall. Guy. He'll yeah. be the bad guy. He he did what? whatever the city needed right, him I'm to have do." To watch it. That's dumb. I, I have to watch that. No, it's not dumb because it, you know, it, his logic made a lot of sense. It, so he, at the end of the day, he cared more about the betterment of the city than he did his right. own reputation to the city. So he sacrificed. Everything, all his goodwill to for, basically for a guy who who murdered people to lift up the city at large. So, so I the, I I need the, the city, city to, to thrive. So let's hero. right. But still, there's plenty not of, as a villain. There's there's plenty of people, uh, uh, especially uh, politicians that that fall from grace and do shitty things after doing amazing things in their political careers. Well, but Harvey, the, the logic was that he, again, he was the guy that was 
he was a regular guy. He was a he was a he was a civil servant. He I, created hope. They did not. That that was the future that Batman wanted to see. I can't be Batman forever. I, I need <laughs> to inspire. I see what you did there. No, no, but I need to inspire people to. Uh, I didn't mean to do that, but I he he you know he he wanted to inspire hope and have others in the no, city rise I understand. up similar to Harvey Dent. Yeah, I understand the concept. I just don't like it. Like, <laughs> like if no, no, no. I, I'm saying as well, in, like, if it's you're, trash. If you're if you're if you're the superhero, if you're if you're if you're a superhero of the movie and whatever, why would you? Take one guy's reputation, and I get again. You don't have to repeat. It. I understand where he, what he's saying, but like, you're now fucking the city of like, what good you could continue to do. And yes, well, you can't be Batman for. I understand that, but again, yeah. it's it's just it's flawed. I I, okay, I don't well, like that plot line. That's okay. Okay. Well, he, yeah, he did continue to fight crime behind the scenes, and obviously, he redeemed himself in the third movie. So. It, yeah, that was so amazing when he died. That was, yeah, all worked. Or did out. he? He, he, he did, did he blow die. himself up? Yeah, no, yeah, he he, no. he, fa- he, uh, he faked his death. Ma- faked his own faked death his in death. a way and got away. Yeah, he, with, you know, I always thought that last tire, scene more there. Or less. Did, did he fake his own death or did he really die? And and uh, no, the Michael Caine or whoever was like, no, no, no. I when I first watched it, I thought it was Alfred's imagination like like in yeah. hopes that that's what he wish he would would see like see him off and away you know doing that whole thing mm. that's how I interpreted I, it I could see that but I took it to where no he lived and he actually did get yeah. away and okay and he and, he's uh, living Catwoman. he's living and a great Hathaway, yeah, yeah living a happy life yeah. okay happy ending yeah, yeah. all right well and so yeah if, if you that's right. You probably got to retire the voice too. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I know we talked about this already. That's in the third movie. That is still one of the most craziest scenes of the whole trilogy when he's flying away to die, he, and Commissioner Gordon knows who he is, and he's still uh-huh. hanging on to that Batman voice. He can't let it go yeah. until the until the very <laughs> end, even though he knows who he is. Yeah, that, that's when he should have just changed to Bruce Wayne. But other than that, you know, that was definitely a low point. All right, but this this movie is very good. If you haven't watched it, if you haven't watched it lately, go check it out. All the Batman movies are on Max streaming, the uh, yep. streaming, so you can go for all find them all there, including the eighties ones and everything yeah. else. They're all there. So yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, well, guys, we're gonna take another break. We're gonna come back with our main segment. A musical segment. Matter of fact, you know, Batman, you know, is, some of these movies are known for uh, very good music scores. Mm-hmm. And that Four is going to be our main done, soundtracks. Done by, uh, uh, shit. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Prince did the uh, Batman. Christ. No, Prince. No, no. I was yes. like, oh, he's in a Batman. Prince did yes. the music for the. First, the original and best Batman. That's right. I guess not original. Not the original. The first movie, though. The first. Well, not even the first movie. No, the first yes, movie was the Adam West was, movie. So that's right. That's yeah, the, the eighty okay. eighty nine Batman with uh, Michael Keaton. Yes, uh, Brent did the soundtrack. We're on so. all sorts of levels right now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for doing all this. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we're going to talk about that. We're talking about our favorite, our personal idiot Batman Mount Rushmore's of, oh. of movie soundtracks. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> oh, you take my breath away. As we're coming back for the last segment, the main segment, the main event. Coming back in five, four, three. We're back for segment number three of Convincing Idiots. We just came off of a, uh, a Batman conversation and we decided to enter this conversation for our final segment this evening. Uh, before I get too excited and forget to mention, I'm Millennial Nick, along with Daniel Dean, Gen X Brian. This is Convincing Idiots. For third and final segment this evening, we are discussing some of our favorite movie soundtracks of all time. Uh, so, gentlemen, this could be, you know, uh, compositions of, of uh, original compositions, musical scores for film. Mm -hmm. uh, could also be uh, just a compiling of different known songs that are all put together on a specific movie soundtrack. Um, so we're just going to go at it here. So um, I have an idea real quick. If yes. I can interject. You may. Let's try something new. All right. So the, as you know, listeners and viewers, whatever you want to say, um, because we're idiots, our Mount Rushmore has five, right? So, right. like we do all, all of our Mount Rushmores. Can't count. This week, this week, all of us on the count of three read all five at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. Right, well, do, we'll do Jurassic one. Park, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. We'll, we'll try mine sometime or other. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Maybe maybe we'll try that another time. Maybe we'll try that maybe. another time. Um, for mm -hmm. this time, let's start with Brian. Uh, we already kind of mentioned it. So my uh, number five, Batman. So the, the eighty nine Batman. Uh, and you don't don't forget too. Obviously, we already mentioned Prince. Prince had a lot of original uh, music and yep. songs in this uh, in this movie. But don't forget the great uh, Danny Elfman too, uh, the Batman Absolutely. theme, yep. which they did uh, replay in the in the Flash movie. It's good to hear that theme again. So, yeah, that just great. You know they, that uh, just it, if his Princess every both of those gentlemen, the score fit that movie perfectly, and it was a it really took that movie to another level. It was already back in its time in '89, so much hype. That oh my god, there's going to be a new Batman movie. Just the hype back then was phenomenal. I couldn't wait to see it. Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton, just terrific. Like I said, just the the score really helped make that movie. So, yeah, the original and especially back then, eighty nine Prince was on another level. It sure was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just was. really authorized. He was on another level, and like mm -hmm. the combination of Jack Nicholson and um, Keaton and Prince. Well, no, no, oh. no, I'm saying, I'm saying that the, the two marquee because Michael Keaton, oh, right. again, remember, he was, they weren't sure. People were still a little iffy because he was a comedic actor, if mm -hmm. he could pull it off. But with the Prince soundtrack and 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 Jack, they're all, and you know what I mean. That that really got people there, I think. Yeah, yeah. There was a few scenes where it was. You're right. It featured the uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker with Prince 
a Prince song in the art museum yep. and the parade. That's one of the greatest, so. one of the greatest, uh, because <clears throat> of the Prince song in there makes it one of the greatest, uh, uh, scenes, right? Just individual scenes in comic book movies. Sure. Absolutely. So that's the number for number five, Batman. Dean. Nice. All right. I'm going to, you know, I don't have, a, you know, my one through five isn't in any specific order. So I'm going to start with my top one, the one that came to my mind when we uh, decided to do this, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Hmm. Pulp Fiction, again, the the music helps that movie so much, especially mm -hmm. the tone and, and the sound and the feel of it. Mm -hmm. And even the soundtrack itself, if you put the, the, the CD in your CD player, you're going to get some of the tracks like old school movies were. You're going to get the tracks of like the actors talking. Like one is the Ezekiel um, speech that Samuel mm -hmm. Jackson does. You know what I mean? And then they go into a song, but it's its own separate track. So like it was one of like that was a very 90s mm. way to do soundtracks was put um, yeah. the, the, Snippets the different of the movie. Right. And like the songs were so cool and, and different and hip is not something I would have necessarily listened to. So it kind of turned me on to some, some different music, different yeah. uh, mm -hmm. styles. Um, so yeah, Pulp Fiction is my first on my list. Urge Overkill, Sister Havana. Oh man, that's a great song. Oh, oh. the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. So good. So fucking good. Love yeah, it. and you can see Tarantino was a big fan of the classic surf rock stuff. So that, yeah, oh, that yeah. was, a lot of that music, it was all through that movie. Like you said, it was, just a, it was good for the tone Girl, of that movie, like you said. You'll be a woman. Yeah, yeah. so, so right. good. I don't know how much we can sing before we get cut off, so I probably not go there. <laughs> all right, um, and you guys are getting jealous of my voice. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I will uh, I will go next, uh, and I'm going to stick with Batman. I have Batman Forever's soundtrack right here. Uh, this was one of my favorites. This is actually mm. this is my favorite of the early Batman movies. Is that Kiss by Rose? Batman. That is mm -hmm. Kiss from a Rose. Absolutely. From Seal. That was the big song on there, but uh, two of my personal favorites on here. There's a lot of great artists here. Uh, there's a Method Man song. We got The Offspring, Flaming Lips, all kinds of good stuff. But uh, the two main mm. ones... Uh, a U2 original called Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. To this day, it's one of my favorite U2 songs. It's so cool. I just It, it matches that movie so well for me. Um, I believe it's playing when Robin steals the Batmobile and is driving through town and stuff. It's just a very cool oh, song. Yeah. Love that U2 song. Very cool video for it as well. Um, and then uh, a great, great, great cover from Michael Hutchins, uh, who was the late uh, singer of In Excess. He covers uh, The Passenger from Iggy Pop. Um, hmm. And if you're familiar with that song, um, this is definitely a very kind of low-tuned, dirty, grungy version of that song. Very slow moving. It almost sounds like an old-school locomotive, like just kind of the, the way the music moves to the song. And if you listen to the Iggy Pop version and then the Michael Hutchins uh, uh, remake, it's just really cool contrast. I mean, both good songs. Um, but yeah, I have uh, Batman Forever soundtrack. That's my uh, one of my favorites. So that's a good one. There we go. Yep, uh, Brian. All right, I'm going to give you Grease, 1978. Mm. Ah, very good. Yep. You know the great John. Also John Travolta. You mentioned a Pulp right. Fiction. You know Olivia Newton-John. Uh, 
I don't sit around and listen to this soundtrack, you know, necessarily, but I love but listening to seventies. I could. I love seventies music. Just, just fine. Absolutely, so, you know, such a catchy song, and I, I always liked Olivia Newton-John's voice. John Travolta does a very good job vocally here too. So, yeah, it's definitely it, it's it's a summertime feel. Every time you Summer hear any of the songs, had yeah. me a blast. That's right. There you go. Grease, and one of the probably one of the most uh, highest-selling soundtracks I would sure. imagine of all time as well. I can yeah. see that. Absolutely. Dean? All right. I am actually very ashamed and embarrassed that that my you should be. No, no, oh, I'm oh. about to tell you why not okay. in general. Oh. I mean, yes, okay. I, you're right. I should. <laughs> um, no, because I didn't think of this. It, it actually is my favorite uh, soundtrack ever. That is, mm. I don't know what the fucking in the movie was was half horse shit, but Queen of the Damned. Mm, okay, yeah, it Corn, was Manson, the, David Draymond. Yeah. Yes. I mean the the list here. Uh, you have everybody from, like you said, uh, Chester Benningfield to uh, Static X, Wayne Static, not meant for me. The 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 ones that weren't um, already songs were all written by um, uh, Jonathan Davis. Jonathan Davis, and mm-hmm. he was supposed to like be that was supposed to be his album, mm-hmm. and contractually. Uh, his uh, album label was didn't let him go and do it, so that's why he got all his friends to sing those songs. Yeah, okay. So it was originally yeah, yeah. supposed to be just him singing all those. Yeah, um, and just Redeemer some of the ones from like, Marilyn Manson. Forsaken was David Draymond. I don't know David if it was Draymond. all disturbed or just him. Nope, yeah, just David Draymond. It was all okay. Um, just like Wayne Static was. It was it wasn't Static X. It was just Wayne Static. The Forsaken is an incredible before I'm dead. Yeah, the whole thing. If you ever get a chance, I highly, highly recommend uh, this Queen of the Damned uh, soundtrack. It is amazing. If you like that, that ver that style music, right? Um, it is terrific. I love that uh, soundtrack. Hmm. So nice, Queen uh, of the Damned. I've got one here, so I'm going to skip ahead. I was gonna, not going to mention this one, but it's right in tune with the one you just mentioned. Uh, okay. I have right here the soundtrack for Little Nicky. Uh, oh, the Adam mm. Sandler movie. Same <laughs> deal. If you're into the Queen of the Damned soundtrack, you'd probably be into this. You got P.O.D., Incubus, Deftones, Disturbed, Power Man 5000, Muse, Filter, Unloco, Cypress Hill. That's just all over the place. But P.O.D. had an original song that they made uh, for it called School of Hard Knocks. It was really good. They had the um, you know, on the there's like the special bonus features on the DVD with like the music video, and they tied in like little Nicky stuff into the music video. Uh, was cool, but a lot of it is just uh, you know, songs that were already on other like the Deftones songs that sure. are on there, like Be Quiet and Drive, Lincoln Park, Points of Authority, Pardon Me by Incubus, Stupefy by Disturbed. All these are already you know, these were not made for the soundtrack, but rather compiled for this movie. But, uh, man, I played the hell out of this CD when so, I yeah, first got it. Like, Combined all of those together, yeah, that's a hell of a At the age that I was when this came out, and then all and of these you didn't bands... Have, you didn't have the that ability the that, like you do now that, where you could put, like, that list together and put it on your phone. Right, yeah. I mean, so you would... Uh, to have mm-hmm. that right there... And that problem. time, you would have to take those and put that, like, do that Burn thing them. with the CD on, like, yep. uh, either on, on a mixed CD or, like, play them on a cassette and record it to the cassette and like put it that right, way. Right. So, Correct. Uh, yep. But yeah, that was just a really cool soundtrack. So there again, like around that time, early 2000s, a lot of those bands that were kind of new metal or the popular rock at the time, um, that, those were, I mean, that was pretty pretty good soundtrack. So, Little Nicky. 
Very cool. Yeah. Very Ron. I give you another John Travolta movie. So this is like the third John Travolta movie that we talked about at the best soundtrack. It makes sense. Uh, Saturday Night Fever. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Bee Gees. Love the Bee Gees. Yeah, this, that, this soundtrack made a killing. It was uh, several, several weeks at the top of the album charts. Several songs made the top ten. Uh, it, it just... My mom had this tape. I remember as a kid growing up, I used to play that tape all the time. It just, I loved, you know, it really helped me get more into disco as a kid, you know. So, well, you yeah, I just think it's one of the greatest. That. Well, no, I love it. I love disco. <laughs> I don't care. I don't give a shit what people think. I love, I love Your 70s foot. music and I love the Bee Gees. So, uh, yeah. They got that right to do, Brian. That's your shot. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Very good, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's been so long. <laughs> yeah. I miss him. Yeah. God damn it, Dean? I love you, Barry. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, just like uh, uh, Nick, the, this album, all the, there was no new songs. It was all just uh, previous songs. But it, as the same as this movie, it runs across the beginning or middle of the 20th, uh, 20th century. Forrest Gump. Hmm. I mean, it's just, it literally is the soundtrack of life. I mean, yes, his life, but you know what I mean? It, it's it, the, the wide range of different music and, 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 and the different vibes of rock and roll and even gets outside of that a little bit. Um, just like the movie, it's very eclectic, very cool. Um, who doesn't know the majority of the songs on that album, right? So. What Forrest kind of stuff? Like, what is it, like? Is it uh, like classic, um, or you know, like, what today? Forrest Gump soundtrack. Um, Forrest Gump. It has from Willie Nelson, Jefferson Airplane, um, The Fifth Dimension, uh, Wilson Pickett, Bob Dylan, The Doors, and quite a few Doors. Uh, Blown on the one by Joan Baez, um, Doobie Brothers, Young Blood, Beach Boys, Leonard Skinner. Like, yeah. Anybody okay, in yeah, that 50s the, and 60s sure. rock genre, you know what I mean? From Elvis Presley to Credence, um, Aretha Franklin, Three Dog Night. So, hmm. nice. It is like the ultimate like uh, soundtrack. You know what I mean? Given that like it does what it's supposed to, do, it goes through life of this guy, sure. which is you know the, the early 50s to 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 you know until Jenny died of AIDS. Right. So. Yeah. Forrest Gump nice. is my uh, pick, guys. Very good. Nick? Uh, I have next up the original motion picture soundtrack of Singles. Uh, yeah. okay. This was, uh, you know, Cameron Crowe, spotlight on the Seattle music scene and a story of just, you know, single people in Seattle finding their way, finding love. Look. Working their way through relationships. Uh, Kira Sedgwick, it was one I'm of her early movies. On Matt, uh, Matt Dillon, uh, a lot of their, you know, some of their early films. But this is fantastic if you were into grunge or, you know, the Seattle music scene, 90s alternative. Not only are these bands on the soundtrack, but they also make appearances. There is a scene where Allison Chains is performing. Uh, so there's Allison Chains on here, a few of them. We got Chris Cornell original songs. We've got Soundgarden songs. Chris Cornell's in the movie. Uh, Pearl Jam serves actually as his backing band, so you got some great Pearl Jam songs on there. Mud Honey, 
Um, all kinds of good stuff. Mother Love Bone. There's a Jimi Hendrix track on there. Screaming Trees. The Pumpkins. Everything. It's a little bit. It's of one of those. So, mo- it's one of those soundtrack. They have movies that like, you know, give twenty five years. You know, uh, from now, and somebody goes, "What was the '90s like?" You pop that CD in. This is the sound of the '90s. That is the sound of the '90s. In one CD, this is the sound of the '90s at that time. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, I, I still I love the movies too. Um, I, I watch it pretty pretty regularly. I would say. I mean, I'd say about once a year. I have to watch the movie at some point. I just it, the mood strikes. Do you me, watch but... it and just cry because you're jealous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, great soundtrack, great movie. So uh, singles. Brian. Very good. Well, as I, I, I first overlap here, Dean, I, my number two was Pulp Fiction. Ah, yep. Made my mm-hmm. list as well. So we've already talked about a little bit here, but just that, that music and that movie, like I said, just really hit me. It, it's that the opening scene with just the, the, the title of the movie, huge <laughs> letters, <laughs> Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, with that surf rock yep. song going across. That just set the tone of the movie right off the bat. Pretty amazing stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Pulp Fiction, number two for me, Dean. All right, I'm going to go with uh, the next one again. Just a handful of uh, because it's a period piece. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Dazed and Confused soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. From Paranoid to Jim Dandy, motherfucker, it has fog hat. <laughs> enough said. Hey, enough said. There you go. Yep. Kiss. A lot yep. of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Runaways. Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. ZZ Top. Yeah. I mean, anything. I mean, that's like the quintessential. Mid 70s. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So, Dazed and Confused soundtrack. Great. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I also had this one actually just shocked and saddened to learn that I don't actually own a physical copy of this album. Um, but one of my favorite movies, and if you can't tell I have from my list already, I have a bit of an affinity for uh, 90s music and 90s soundtracks in general, and this will be no different. Uh, the Crow uh, is a very yeah. awesome movie I absolutely love, and The Crow has an awesome soundtrack. Mm. Um, certainly the star of the show is uh, The Cure. There's a song called Burn, and it takes mm. place in the movie when he's first putting on the makeup, and he's back in his old apartment, and he finds this face paint, and he's doing his, his face paint in front of the, the big uh, circular window that's all shattered. And the Crow flies in. It's just a really cool montage of him after he's crawled out of the crypt there. And I always thought and, that, that scene would have been better with the song from The Carpenters. Why do birds suddenly appear? <laughs> I just, there you go. I just felt yeah. that it would have worked better. Sure. I mean, <laughs> it, it, certainly, it certainly uh, would fit the moment yeah, in, a, in so. a lyrical sense, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a great one. Pantera's on there. Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, it's just a great... Uh, Nine Inch Nails is on there. Great mm-hmm. 90s uh, compilation. So, The Crow. Nice. Very yep. nice. Brian? My number one. Drum Prince roll, makes a return. Purple Rain. Ah, mm, absolutely. There you go. Yep. Arguably Prince's finest album. Period. Uh, for this movie, and, it's, and you throw in more stay in the time and a few other fun things on this uh, soundtrack, which Prince also wrote a lot of those as well. Just love it. 
that album, the, the the Purple Rain album by Prince, every song you listen to front to back, you don't skip any song. So many great ones on there. Obviously, Purple Rain, the, the title track is still one of the greatest, you know, rock songs of all time. And my dude book. was a genius. He really was. You know, Darting Nikki, uh, Computer Blue is so you know, the beautiful ones. You know, take me with you. So many, so many great, great songs. And I, I watched that movie so many times, mainly not certainly not for the acting, but for the musical performances of <clears throat> of Prince and Morris Day at the time of that movie. That was just a lot of fun. And that's what I really you, you really appreciate the fact of I don't I didn't really get back at the time that that's Prince playing the guitar also. I was like, what this guy's yeah, actually singing and playing the guitar. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. His yeah. guitar playing was insane. Yeah, he's he he was he was an amazing artist and all that. So you know, yep. his finest his finest work to me, Purple Rain. There you go. There you go. Nice. It's a damn Peace. fine one. Yeah. All right, my uh, number one or last one, whatever you want to call it. Um, I I, I went back and forth between two. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I think. I'll save one for honorable mentions. This one, again, period piece. The songs from it are just iconic, um, almost famous. Okay. Um, where you have uh, Simon and Garfunkel, The Who, Leonard Skinner, Elton John, Tiny Dancer. You know, the scene on the bus with all of them singing Tiny Dancer is iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, the seeds to, to, to Stillwater, Rod Stewart, just, yeah. It's just an incredible list of who's who of the 70s, 60s, late 60s, early 70s to mid 70s music. So almost famous. Thanks. Nick. All right. uh, For my last one here, um, this one's kind of cool because similar to the Purple Rain one, it doubles as like not only is it the motion picture soundtrack, but um, not but it also is a holiday piece. uh, Jingle all the way soundtrack. (laughs) Um, I mean, my God, it's it's great. Nat King Cole, there's Christmas. It's just it's it's, it gets you in the mood for baking cookies. It gets you in the mood for finding yourself a Turbo Man. What's not? No, I joke. This is not actually a submission. Although it is a fine, it is a fine Christmas album. There is good stuff on here. That I, I mean, I'm scoffing, but it probably <laughs> is a good Christmas. It's, I mean, it's, they they yeah. actually have. I love Christmas music. is is one of my favorite genres. So you got I actually Tom, probably would. Tom Petty, that. Christmas all over. You got Nat King Cole, and what was the uh, backdoor Santa Clarence Carter? I mean, it is not. It's a. It's not a all bad. Right. Not a bad soundtrack. But I could not overlook across the universe. This is the musical oh! that got me, you know, to appreciate the Beatles music in so the first cool. place. Fantastic mm. movie. We watched it last night. I showed Did Megan you? for the first time. Oh yeah, what'd she think? She she loved it. Right? Yeah. It's so cool. I hadn't seen it it's in a couple just, years. Loved it. So well done. The mu- the movie is so well done from just an artistic standpoint. It's just Thousand beautifully percent. shot and all the all the musical numbers are really well done. Um, but yeah, the vocal talent When's of the, the actors it, and actresses, uh, it's probably been a couple years. It's, it's not do, been too, do, too long, do it but again. it's been a couple like, years. Do it, watch it again. Yeah. Um, the older I get, like I, it, the more times I see it, the more I appreciate it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Right. Brian, have you seen it? Truly incredible movie. I don't remember. I it don't is on so. HBO max. Okay. Oh, is it? Um, okay. Yep. That's where we watched it. It is so good. It is. 
Okay. It is a telling of, I'm sorry, Nick, I know this is your yeah. pick here. Okay. But it, it's, a, it, it's a musical uh, with the Beatles music as the music. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a telling of the story th- throughout the 60s. Yep. Uh, and whatnot. So definitely, yeah. definitely watch it. Evan Rachel Wood singing Blackbird is just like the highlight of the whole soundtrack. Like it's no, so good. No, and there's no, so no. many good songs T- and so many good TV, renditions. TV Carpio singing uh, I Want to Hold Your Hand is my favorite. Uh, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. She's one. so good. Like her voice. Yeah. yeah. And the way she slows it down to like compared to like the original. Because right, yeah. that's the thing, Brian, is they don't just sing their songs like they put it into a different tempo or a different hmm. way whatever fits the scene yeah it's yeah so good yeah we watched yeah. it last night that's that's cool that you picked that yeah damn it very, I, now i'm a little upset cool that i didn't think of that yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's right. just an incredible album incredible movie all the way around so yeah that's that's one for me for sure very good very so cool. yeah there right. we go so, so was that our honorable that's mentions our five. now that's our five right? yeah on honorable mentions, honorable um, mentions? Real, real quick um let's start with brian uh, Brian, why don't you uh, read your list real quick, you know, kind of get it out in the open, then we'll do yeah, some I'll honorable just... mentions. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'd to recap mine, Batman, yeah. Grease, Saturday Night Fever, Pulp Fiction, and Purple Rain. Nice. That's, that's a good list. Nick? Yep. Uh, I've got Batman Forever, Little Nicky, Singles, The Crow, and Across the Universe. Again, that's a solid list. Yep. I have Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump, Dazed and Confused, Almost Famous, and Queen of the Damned. Nice. Very good. Good shit, gentlemen. Yeah, I I was a little, like, when you when you said this uh, uh, last night, Brian, I was a little skeptical. I'm like, all right, I guess I can throw together something. But the more I looked into it, I'm like, holy shit. Like, you, you forget, like, how good these albums were. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we did this. And uh, mentions, guys. You want to name a couple? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Dean, you want to go ahead? I will. The only honorable mention I have, and and I can, I'm sure I'll think of some, but like the one I have written down, Top Gun. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, okay, Take your breath yeah. away. Come on. Yeah. Highway to the Danger Zone. Kenny Loggins, oh, yeah. baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There we go. You can't grow up in the '80s and not have something with Kenny Loggins. Correct. <laughs> you gotta have. You gotta have Correct. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good. Nick, you have a, any? Um, I, I'll. Uh, I've got one here. Um, I'm gonna go with Into the Wild. Uh, it was directed by my favorite actor, Sean Penn, starring Emil Hirsch, who I also oh. love, and it was essentially. Uh, an Eddie Vedder solo album. The entire thing that is, is Eddie so Vedder. So good. Um, it's and the it's best really part great. about that movie. The soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I couldn't I couldn't watch that movie well without just being pissed at the kid. Like he was just a shit. I'm like, <laughs> that tells you how what, an adult you are is when you watch that movie and go, what a piece of shit that kid is. Damn <laughs> like you're not kid. rooting for him. You're like, wow, what a whining little turd. Yeah, he just went out on his own and said, "Fuck yeah. it, he's done with society. He's just done." But, Burning uh, money yeah. and like, all right, we get yeah. it. Yeah, no, I like that movie a lot, and uh, yeah, so, but yeah, but it was just it kind fantastic. of fired on all cylinders for me. So that he better yep. uh, did a great job on on the on the score there. And then uh, lastly, I'll never pass up on an opportunity to give this woman, this wonderful woman, her flowers. Let's just say Titanic, Celine Dion, just for the mm. just for my heart will go all on. Right. <laughs> all right, just for that one song. No, That's it. I'm going to I'm going to do not talk shit about it because I I've heard reports that she's not doing well. So, what? yeah, yeah, 
So yeah, I see pictures online and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So thin you know, and, I will, yeah, I will respect. Um, I mean, it sold a shit ton of copies. It did great, same as a movie. So you know, I respect yeah. that. Okay. I couldn't name Bye. you anything else that's on Titanic soundtrack. Right. I'm sure it's all musical scores, and I don't know any of a it. Bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of splashing, <laughs> <laughs> nautical tunes, and like things that just. There was a. There was yeah. I do remember when they first set sail. There was this like uplifting, <laughs> and like I don't know. That's probably on there, but I'm the, sure the, the only l- song with words is the Celine Dion song. The last track is just gurgling. Is there anybody alive out there? It's just that for like five minutes. Anybody alive out there? It's the final song. No, there's not. I'm on the. I'm over here in the door. The poor kid. We let him drown. Yeah. But I'm yeah. on the door. I could have fit on the damn door. <laughs> what about my matched it. luggage? That's right. Well, again, I love seventies music. One of my favorite. I, I love the movie Boogie Nights. Oh Dirk yeah. Diggler. Oh yeah. Mark Wal yeah. his Mark Wahlberg's I think it was his acting debut anyway. I think it was. Uh, no. No. But, okay. um, well it's, it's the, definitely the one, one he got. He, the he one got fear act. movie. Okay, okay. Uh, we got fear, some definitely yeah. some of Three Kings was before that. Um okay, there, yeah, okay. there's a few. But anyway. Yeah. Great movie. It was, it's what made him a movie star. I'll give That's, you that. Yeah. Sure. There you go. Like he was that just definitely... an actor. That made him a movie star. Yeah, yeah. His reputation took a leap from that movie for sure. Yeah. Who knows? All you have to do is put a rubber dick on. That's right. Definitely missed an opportunity to to squeeze good vibrations uh, on mm. that soundtrack from the sure. Funky Bunch, but whatever. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll let it slide. You can squeeze my good <laughs> vibration. <laughs> uh, and, and the bonus uh, th- if, uh, track on the on the uh, the soundtrack was the terrible song of Dirk Diggler and Chess Rockwell singing that demo, trying to record it. That's on there. The Oh, you know, is it? That's we cool. will ride. It was like, you know, <laughs> anyway, great stuff. Uh, I also had Days and Confused Dean, Top Gun, I also had as well. Breakfast Club was yep. on the list. Ooh, 80s, that's a good you know, one. Eight, yeah. Big time. You know, Don't You Forget About Me is an all decade right. 80s song for sure. Goodfellas, a lot of great 60s classic artists sure. in that movie. Guardians of the Galaxy, a newer one. You know, James Gunn yeah, certainly a good, really did a great job. For Father's Day, I just got the first one. They got the me the album. first one, and it's fantastic. Yeah, nice. a lot of great seventies, you know, seventies, eighties, early eighties songs in that. And an instrumental that really, uh, probably the 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 movie as a child that the the music really hit me. And really made me appreciate a a an awesome sound you know, a, 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 of the movie. We give you Star Wars, the great yes. John Williams. Yep, we had the eight track of it. Yeah, I have the I had the 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 LP of the soundtrack of that movie from all the great John Williams stuff to the Cantina Band that was yep. in there and all that. Yeah. Just a great it, it, that again the, the score. It was took when they that just movie put to another level out on albums. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where they didn't, there was no music, no, no artist. There was just the score. What you heard the movie in that order. I mean, Empire is way up there too from a soundtrack. The, the Imperial sure. March is one of the greatest movie, you know, s- scores of all time, in my opinion. Do you think from kids all that. still do yeah. that, Brian? Do you think? Do you think no. kids still like put on scores like? We, no. I listened to m- multiple, 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 multiple times 
that Star Wars score. Like, yeah, I would just, put that eight track on and just listen to it. Me too. Me too. I, I and I would I I could envision yes the parts of the movie that that sound that the music was playing. I just enjoyed it because there was no it's, VHS tape. There was no you know too many choices. Too many choices today. You could you could down you could just stream too many things today. You don't have the, the kids are fucking the appreciation. Too, so well, you know the appreciation <laughs> of just sitting there listening to music like that. I mean, sort of they still have them. You still could listen to like you said. You have the Guardian soundtrack. One yep. one album is the. The songs. The other one is the original score. Correct. So it's there, but it's just it's just not appreciated. I don't think uh, like it was when we were we were kids for sure. So I'm gonna. Have you ever made love to uh, 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 take your breath away from the Top Gun soundtrack? I'd like to do that sometimes. I think. Sure. I think that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I was. I actually was surprised that the uh, WWE wrestling theme soundtrack was not on your list, Dean. Some good ones on there. That once. Yeah. Some uh, some um, bangers on there, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> you smell what Dean's cooking. <laughs> I still yet have to tell that story here on here. I know you. I you guys uh, tried to get me to. No, you I did not. I are you sure? I'm pretty sure you did. We did it on the one okay. we tell the tell the tell me three truths and a lie, or yeah, hmm. three truths and a lie. I think that was one of yours. Okay, then, I could be then, wrong. Then go back in the archives, and if it's not there, let us know. Because because I remember you saying that you know, oh, you need to tell that on the on on the show, and I don't think I don't remember ever getting to it. I thought I didn't add that because of. The maybe I, maybe I know we talked about it that night. So yeah, you might be about, right. But I didn't tell we the story. Maybe didn't do it on there. I don't know. Yeah, because there's a new level. Yeah, hmm. one of the girls there. I I I, I saw of a uh, at a uh, uh, like a, a restaurant. She was my waitress. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's nice. Memories, friends. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Memories. Well, I mean, one Sorry. thing that also is not a lie, uh, Nick, is where you can go get yourself a fine tattoo. And our final sponsor, Ooh. Golden Art Tattoos in Golden Art Tattoo, excuse me, in Norton. Find them on Facebook at Golden Heart Norton and ORTON. Go check out our partners there. Find them online at goldenhearttattoos.com or give them a call at 234 706 298 to and uh, Scott will sing the Titanic soundtrack to you while he is tattooing. I, I know this firsthand. Firsthand. So it's a very. It, it takes a whole, yeah, it takes the whole tattooing to a whole other level, if if you will. So ask for that and tell them the convincing idiots uh, sent you there and ask for the uh, Celine Dion tattoo special. There you have it. Bam. Gentlemen, we've come to the end. We solved the world's problems. Solved the, the world's final problems. Sound, the final song on the soundtrack. That is correct. That is correct. That's correct. Nick? Yes. I don't know. I mean, Dean, what are you, what are you thinking here for, for, an, for an outro here? Would any, any, I have a thought that comes to mind a little bit, but do, do you have any thoughts? Um... It's been so long. He had a mention. God damn it. We have to have Barry Gibb do it. I was thinking the exact same thing. Exact same thing. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Dave and Brian, you're both very kind. 
and grass Oh, I do gotta piss, and this is gonna make me pee my pants. Go ahead. Oh, you gotta hang around. You gotta wanna hang around for this one. Because it's gonna be a long Saturday night. Because <laughs> without further ado, I have to tell yeah. you where you can find us on your favorite websites. All you have to do is go to Google, type in convincing idiots. <laughs> WordPress. That's right. There, you're going to find links to Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. <laughs> Threads is on there now. That's right. We got Threads. They're a partner of Instagram. There's so many other great platforms for you to find us on. You can also go and find all that information on, where's that? www.convincingidiots.wordpress.com. And there, you can find where to listen to our lovely voices each and every week. You want to listen to us Monday? No problem. You want to listen to us Tuesday and Wednesday? Absolutely. Oh, Thursday and Friday? You bet your ass we're going to be there. And don't forget to rock with us on a Saturday night. Oh. Sundays we're there as well. I'm trying to think right now if there's anywhere else that we might be found on the internet. Oh, sweet Jesus. We also have a merch store. Have a match in the merchandise. About to walk away. Perhaps you can get yourself a convincing idiot, convincing idiot's medallion to put around your neck and wrap in your chest hair. Perhaps maybe a nice tall bottle of purified water. The convincing idiot's logo on it so you can drink it down real nice and turn it into urine. It's not even a thing. <laughs> It could be. All you have to do is talk to that beautiful man in the purple shirt right over there. He might be able to slap our logo on a bottle of water for you. So, for this episode of Convincing... Oh, I almost forgot. One of my oh, favorite soundtracks of all time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Baby bladder's got to go to the bathroom. So we got to wrap it up. <laughs> for Convincing Idiots, I am your millennial, Barry Nick Gibb. Daniel Dean, let's go. Right into the danger zone with Jenna Brown. Have we convinced you to meet us in the bathroom? I take a pee in the trough. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, Dan, Dan, Dan.